The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 7th sad edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down another devastating night on Tuesday. Couldn't have asked for a better... Hopefully we could, uh, Hopefully, I can make you feel better. I'm sure you feel worse than me. It's Tommy Beer. What's up, man? It is a cold, dreary, dark day here in New York. Um, the for, for those uh, for those out there that, that, that feel the pain... Of Porzingis slamming his fist into the ground, um, it'll get better, right? The sun will come out tomorrow. That's yes, something along yes. those lines. Uh, what's that, Annie? Is that right? <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. <sighs> is that still on Broadway? Go see that today if it still is. I don't think it is. I can't um, imagine it still is. I might listen to uh, the Jay Z remix of a Hard Knock Life. Nice. But yeah, like, okay, so this is for the Knicks fans out there. Let's be positive about this. There's a lot, a lot of silver linings. I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. It's a good point. And yes, for those Knicks fans within the sound of my voice, keep your chin up, keep your head up. Um, it's, not the, it's, not the, it's not the end of everything. It's a devastating blow. And if you want to be devastated and pissed and you're still in that stage of grief, you have every right to do so. Don't let anybody rush you through you know, the appropriate stages. Be angry, punch a couple walls, do all that stuff. Um, but eventually, um, you know, as, as the sadness starts to lift and you start to look for the future, I kind of etched out, you know, um, and I'll write about it later today or tomorrow or something. I'll kind of sketch it out in, in, more detailed, um, uh, in a more detailed way. Um, but moral of the story is there is a silver lining here. Um, first and foremost, the Knicks weren't winning a championship this year. The Knicks weren't even winning a playoff game this year. Um, if anything, they were, you know, um, kind of headed towards the ninth seed in the conference or the eighth, tenth seed, which is no man's land in the NBA, which is a terrible place to be. In addition, the Knicks weren't winning a, a title next year either. Um, so, uh, you know, this isn't like you losing Patrick Ewing uh, in April of 1994. Um, you know, or Oakley or Starks, or one of those key guys um, when the team was about to make a, a championship run. Um, uh, so, you know, let, let's keep that in perspective. And the other thing is, it kind of forces the Knicks' hands in a way, you know, um, you know, from, from an organizational perspective. Um, uh, the Knicks essentially um, have no choice but to do what we all, what smart fans thought they should do all along, which is to rebuild, patiently rebuild the right way. Um, that means avoiding taking on contracts. Avoiding trading for um, the Steve Francis's and Stefan Marbury's um, and uh, Tracy McGrady's of the world, um, guys past their prime uh, and, and available only because they bloated salaries. Um, Knicks have some some building foundational pieces. 
Um, obviously, in Porzingis, assuming he stays healthy, um, you know, when he returns, um, he's still a young kid, medical science advancements. Um, we saw Zach Levine dunk over Jakar Sampson. Um, these guys can come back and they can come back well. Um, gives Frank Nilakina time to develop. And add a, another piece. There's a, the 2018 NBA draft is loaded with top-tier talent. Um, the Knicks won too many games uh, to, to start the season, so they're going to have a tough time cracking the top five, understandably. Um, but the reality is they have the worst record in the NBA since Christmas. Um, and that was with Chris Stapps Porzingis, so we can only assume it'll get worse without him. Um, if they can go, you know, and it's not unreasonable for them to go to like 6-22 and 22 or, or, you know, something along those lines, um, they could certainly, you know, creep into that top five and maybe get lucky on lottery day. If you can get a top six pick in this in this draft, um, I think there's really six elite players. Um, it, it sets the Knicks, the Knicks up well going forward. Um, and, and like I said, also prevents them uh, from, from spending foolishly or being a buyer at the trade deadline. And one last thing I think is kind of the most fascinating aspect of this is what happens with Chris Stapps Porzingis contract negotiations. He's eligible to sign a max contract this summer as of July 1st. Knicks could offer him five years, approximately $156 million. Um, be very interesting to see how those negotiations play themselves out. Um, does Porzingis demand the max? Um, is he willing to give a little bit more if he demands the max? Are the Knicks still willing to sign him? Um, or, or I risk- think so, right? I, I think so. I, I think so. But it is a risky signing. I think what I would do is I try to get a bit of a discount, maybe like a 10 percent, 50 percent discount off that max. Um, but even if you have to go to the max, I guess you go there. Um, but you just make sure it's insurance protected, just like the Sixers did with Embiid. I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Anything else? Sorry, I, mean, the record I, I think thought. that's I think that's my diatribe. <laughs> so uh, it's beautiful. You know, I mean, you're feeling it too, right? It's not the end of the world. Oh, yeah. It's like you said, I think the key things are he's young, ACL tears are not a death blow like an Achilles can be, even though that's not even a death blow. We've seen Rudy Gay come back from that. But yeah, like we said, the biggest takeaway and the negative is like that was why I'm not a Knicks fan. I watched a lot of Knicks and I watch them for one reason Porzingis. So that's gone now. So. For a well, year or two, it's not like six weeks. It's not two months. Yeah. It's all of this season. Then at least the, you know you got to assume the first half of the next season they're going to take their time with them. So yeah, that's a real bummer. You know, like it's it's the, the main reason to watch the Knicks is gone. Yeah. Like we really need they have to play Nikola now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's because we were saying like he's been terrible. They have no choice not to play him now. It's kind of works twofold because one he'll play more. Two they're going to lose games because of it. Um, and then one other thing, too, I'll add. You mentioned how they're playing well. There's a pretty big gap from the number eight spot in the lottery, which is yep. currently the Nets pick, to the Lakers, who are just on fire right now. Um, there's a four-game um, four gap there. Amazingly, 1.5 games separates the, yep. the, the, top, the top lottery pick and the eighth lottery pick, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's going to be like full. So the next two days are going to be crazy, man. There's going to be so much going on. Uh, okay, so fantasy wise, let's. I'm not even going to. You, you summed everything up. Uh, let's say, okay, so Porzingis does this hurt his dynasty value? Obviously, it does, but like long term. So when he comes back, maybe next year, how good do you think he'll be? Like, I think he's. In, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's just so good. He's so young. I still I think agree. I would take him like top if I'm okay losing that next year. I still think he'd be top 30 player in a year and a half. Top 20 even. Agreed. Um, I'm not down on his long-term, you know, his his fantasy value. Um, 
uh, he may be a little bit more mobile. Obviously, he's going to be rusty. Um, and even long term, if he loses a little bit of that freakish athleticism, it's not a death blow in terms of fantasy. Um, um, because a lot of the stuff, you know, he's the only player in league history to average at least two blocks and 1.53 pointers over the first, um, you know, over any three year stretch in NBA, in, in NBA history, um, which just so happens to be over the first three years of his career. Um, uh, so with that being said, I think even again, even if he loses some athleticism, he's still going to be able to knock down three pointers. In fact, he may be even more reliant on three point shot. He's still going to be able to protect the paint uh, in and around the basket. Great rim protector. Um, you know, so uh, I don't think it's, uh, you know, damages his fantasy value too much other than obviously just the, the time loss. Yeah. I mean, he didn't he's not going to get shorter. Yep. So, so uh, he's still going to block yep. his shots. He's still going to be able to shoot the three. Those are really what make him the unicorn. It's yep. just his range. He's not like a blow by you kind of a guy. He's kind of exactly. just a long step around kind of a guy, you know. So I don't really see this affecting him once he kind of gets humming again. Okay, so looking short term now, and as you kind of alluded to, like the Knicks, it makes a lot of sense to just get whatever, like garage sale their team right now uh, and see whatever they can get. So obviously you pick up Michael Beasley now, and if they keep him, fantastic. If they don't, then, you know, you're – Back to where you started, you're fine. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I wrote about that a little bit in the column we posted late this afternoon. Run to the wire if he's still out there. He shouldn't be. Um, but Beasley played, started seven games this far this season in, in, in place of Porzingis. Averaged twenty point three points on fifty four percent shooting, five point one rebounds, two point one assists uh, in twenty nine minutes. So um, if and, and also the other thing, it lost in the in the, in the carnage. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. limped off the floor last night. Um, got a kind of got kicked in the shin by Giannis, um, and uh, right in that in that lower left leg that caused him it caused him to miss. Dude, Knicks fans hate Giannis now or what? I, I, seriously, <laughs> both of those things. Yeah. Um, so uh, if if both Hardaway is out, you know, for an extended period, and in addition to um, Porzingis, Beasley's going to just gobble up all the shot attempts he wants. Um, so he's he's looking at a big second half, assuming it's, the Knicks keep their their roster intact. It was scary when he walked off; he was like really limping. So was, I think it was just because you, when you have a stress reaction, you don't want to put any weight in your leg early going. So I think that's kind of why it was more like this doesn't hurt. This is like I don't want to hurt my leg any worse than it is. Right. So he was just scared. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, good word. Scared. Um, yeah. Just to add to Beasley, thirty point two usage rate when KP's off the floor. Like that's really yep. not that you need any more information. But yeah, he'll be dialed up heavily in DFS. After that, like it's kind of all bets are off, man. Um, because I, I do, I've been down on Nilakina. I don't know if I would pick him up off this, man. Just because he, I don't want to. Minutes are great, but if you're not going to use them, uh, agreed. Uh, they also have Trey Burke. Um, who's going to get more minutes if they sub out Jared Jack. Um, and Neil Akeen has been dealing with some knee soreness. That that worries me. Um, he's admitted that it's been bothering him for a month, so that could be part of his issue. Um, it was weird. Uh, Hornacek didn't play him at all in the second half last night. So you assume, okay, maybe his knee's bothering him. Maybe they're because of a trade or you know whatever, or just you know let's sit him down and make sure he's healthy. But then he puts him in the last two minutes, um, which was kind of weird. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it is going forward. But I, I'm hesitant to be um, – uh, you know, I think a lot of Nick fans are waking up. Okay, we'll see uh, uh, Neil Aquino start and play 30 minutes a night. That's not going to happen. Um, it may happen the last month of the season, the last few weeks of the season. Um, but it doesn't sound like corner sex anywhere close to there. He did speaking with reporters yesterday – um, he said, not only is it not fair to the guys in the locker room, we're, cause, because essentially we're trying to build a culture here, so you have to earn your minutes. And, and quite frankly, uh, Neil Akina has not played well enough to earn his minutes. So, again, 
as the season winds down and the, you know the end of the season is closer, you know management will kind of force one sex hands. They do, you know, plenty Lakina whether you want to or not. Um, I wouldn't expect a, a ton of minutes going forward. Okay, so beside Beasley, what are we like adding? Burke, I don't really think so. Dotson, what? Like, there's really nothing uh, to add there. <laughs> Agreed. Um, again, Burke is kind of in that timeshare. I think Dotson's kind of intriguing in very deep leagues. If Hardaway Jr. is out for an extended period of time, I think they'll give Dotson um, an uptick in minutes, um, but probably not enough to make a fantasy impact. I think obviously, Willie Hernan Gomez is a flyer um, if you're in a deep league. And, um, you know, as with the Knicks, as with a lot of teams, I'm sure we'll discuss over the next 20 minutes or so, um, it's difficult to say today, um, ask me 48 hours from now after the deadline. Um, because um, the Knicks roster, again, could get shaken up. I assume they're going to try to be sellers. Um, unfortunately, they don't have, um, as they lay their stuff out on their lawn, I don't think they're going to track too many you know, garage sale uh, pickers. Um, that, that they, don't, they don't have much uh, of value that, that are going to really entice other teams. Um, but, you know, if they find a place, you know, obviously if they trade Willie to a team that is going to play him, or if they trade Kyle O'Quinn and or Cantor, that opens up minutes for him. Um, but again, that's all the trade line dependent. Do you think that that makes Hernan Gomez more likely to be kept now? I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. So I think yeah. Yeah, he's probably. I think he was probably already owned where he should be. So right. Like if he if you see KP go down, every league I saw him available, like in my shallower ones, there's like 15 other people I'd rather have. Yeah. So, but if it, we'll see what happens because if he if he gets traded away, I don't really see him being more than a 13, 14 minute game guy, and he's not going to really do that. He's not like Boban. In that regard, correct. Although his per thirty sixes were really good last year, um, but yeah, I, I guess it depends on the situations. But it's unlikely that he agreed. It's unlikely he's going to go a place where I get twenty minutes. Okay. Um, so moving on, Bucks side of this game. I mean, there's really nothing to say. Um, Middleton got hot at times. Bledsoe is good at times. Giannis is Giannis. Um, even with Della Vadova and Brogdon out, it was pretty much. And Jabari Parker saw twenty minutes. Um, that's kind of like Tony Snell. Okay, sure, but there's really nothing to get too excited about here yeah you know um you know with, with Della dove out um you know there's obviously some some limited i think brogdon they'll, they'll probably try to play him as much um as possible but you know he's, he's he was already playing plenty of minutes so yeah nothing nothing around yeah okay so moving along let's talk about the not quite a woge bomb but woge grenade it was kind of surprising to me last night at around i want to say two in the morning Lou Williams and the Clippers are reportedly close on a contract extension. I'll lead with this. Don't believe everything you hear. Um, There's a reason why stories come out. And to me, maybe I'm wrong on this one, but it feels like the Clippers are just trying to boost his trade value um, because it really doesn't make a lot of sense to to sign him now, I don't think. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just rooting for trades. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't see that. I didn't have a chance to read the – so it's basically the norm – the Norm Powell yep, money, Norm Powell, right? Josh Richardson, yep. Yeah, I mean, that to me, that seems like Lou will be leaving a lot of money on the table to sign that extension. I, yeah. I understand that the free agent market is going to be suppressed. There's only about seven teams with with significant cap space, um, and there's there's you know, so it's certainly a buyer's market. Um, but that being said, I mean, the guy's playing at an all star level this season, um, and we know what Norm Norm Powell's playing at. Um, so to <laughs> to equate those two guys um, again seems like it'd be a it would be Josh leaving Richardson, money. Though. Josh Richardson, yeah, <laughs> valid point. But yeah, yeah. to your I think it's the situation where you're, you're – we've all been in fantasy leagues where we tell our friends like, nah, dude, I don't want to – I really don't want to trade him. Like, seriously, like I, he fills a hole for me. I think he's you – know, 
screw it, you know. So um, it's 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 certainly not. Uh, we're not the only ones that do it. Uh, guys that do this for a living, um, you know, GMs uh, understand the, the psychology of the trade. Yeah, I hope I don't talk like that when I make trade offers. To you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. So point being, like. If you're holding guys, don't let that influence you. And don't let that they're gonna hear so much smoke and we're gonna blurb most of it on Rotor World and we'll try to let you know, like, okay, this is kinda of BS. Like if we hear it, it's 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 an art form. Um, but anyways, let's move on to the other big story of the day. I guess there's three. That the K, the KP, the o, the OKC win. We're going mainstream, and the Cavs, 21-point lead, looked like they had this thing covered, all was going to be well, and then Jonathan Simmons happened um, to score 22 in the third. They had a 41-point third quarter. It was just defensive shot. It's like they were playing with three guys, man. Um, just all shots in the lane, open threes. It was just a disaster. So the Cavs have got to be, they got to make a move now. Uh, again, for the second day in a row, LeBron reportedly is not waiving his no-trade clause, doesn't want to give it up on his teammates. Ooh, um, yeah, I mean, all bets are off, right? I mean, they could trade anybody off this roster besides LeBron, right? A hundred percent. And not only do they have to make a move, I think they have to make a big move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, it was Saturday during the Rockets game. I tweeted out, you know, if this isn't rock bottom, you know, what's rock bottom? A, mm-hmm. And they just continue to, to find new ways to shatter what we previously thought was the floor of the season. Um, it's shocking. I literally, uh, the, this is a magic team playing without Aaron Gordon, without Vucevic, obviously. Um, and on a back to back. And on a, I mean, just, on, I, I, I don't know what to say. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's, it's just bizarre. Isaiah Thomas loudly saying things they probably shouldn't say. There's obviously issues in the locker room, issues between LeBron and management. Um, it is an absolute nightmare in Cleveland right now. Um, so yeah, I would, I think that certainly the odds are in, are, are in favor of them making a major move, at least trying to and have in making some type of move because they need to shake these things up and, uh, res- resuscitate the season because this thing is getting out of hand. Do right you now. stash anybody because of this? Like maybe, maybe they trade CD Osman somewhere like. Uh, yeah, super I mean, deep. Guess, we're talking here, you know. Su- definitely super deep. He's in that Willie Hernan Gomez, you know, deep, way deeper, way deeper. Way, you know, way even even deeper than those guys. I mean, you know, Jay Crowder could get some minutes opened up if he got. I, I don't know. I, it's it's really difficult to to speculate because anybody could be on the block right now. Um, so uh, I I just yeah I I'd really be just throwing a dart right now because it's it's anybody's guess. Yeah, and just to clarify that it. Quote, he said, quote, when adversity hits, we go our separate ways. So we don't quite know the context of that. But, uh, yeah, that's not exactly. And there's been a lot of animosity. that, t- Like when he got asked about um, someone saying that he's taking too many shots or whatever it was. I forget the details. Like he did not appreciate that question. Yeah, he so basically IT's said. he's having a tough time. Watch me? Have you watched me play? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, magic side of this. Also, a lot of notes here. Um they're tanking pretty much. That was a, a bad win for them, man. They moved way, they moved down a little bit. Um, so Gordon, he him withdrawing from the dunk contest concerns me. I benched him in weekly leagues. I think he's going to be out for a couple more at least. So take that, Mario. Also, Mario reportedly on the block. Um, Alfred Payton, I saw Berman of the Post saying that the Knicks could go after him. I don't know if I'd buy that. But um, anybody here stash-wise that you're looking at? Um 
Juice obviously is owned right now, but yeah. um, uh, what about I, I, like what about Wes Wandu or anybody like that or not really? Yeah, he's a deep stash in the in the CD Osmond category. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Mar- Wandu though, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, I, I think um, Mario has some upside. Um, he's been playing well, been starting. Um, he could certainly get moved. The, the Magic did not pick up his player option, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So, um, what are we you know, calling that when you don't get your player? Is that I always call it the Jan Vesely. Uh, that 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 could work. The trade Okafor. Okafor is a big one too. Yeah. True. 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 Always got love uh, for Jan Vesely getting taken over Kawhi Leonard when they needed a small forward that year. A smart pick. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's another guy to look at. Good per minute, uh, man. That's what we lo- we want. We want per minute guys. That's why I like true. Boban. Even if Boban, like, uh, trust your process, man. Look for upside guys. Like, it's the way to do it. Yep. And and again with the, with the magic and like all those those all those eight teams, it's going to be. Uh, that's the thing about this deadline. It's not great teams like the Cavs and the Celtics and the Raptors and the you know looking to get better or more great. It's bad teams looking to get more bad, you know. So it's it's, it's basically, uh, you know, it's it's the teams that either racing to the top or racing to the bottom. Um, you you assume there'd be a lot of teams motivated to make moves, which kind of surprises me why the deadline's been quiet this far. Fireworks, it's coming. Very 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 busy the next day. Um, yeah, just yeah. Again, this is another team that's kind of all bets are off, but there's not a lot of upside for guys that you want to yeah. stash. Um, Moving to the Raptors and Celtics game. Takeaway for me is, one, there's no doubt in my mind the Raptors have the best second unit in basketball. Um, and two, Dewan Wright, my boy, is he back or what? He's kind of heating up again. Wright and Van Fleet. I was thinking the other day, how many teams would off those, those three guys, those two backups could start on how many teams? That's a good question. You know, it started the Knicks. Yep. Uh, you know, let's go. Let's go through this. So, well, they, uh, dude, I would probably start the one over it right now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, especially for what the what the what the you know, it's from the Cavs' defensive purposes. You know, yep, and the exactly. way and the, it shooting thirty five percent, he's shooting worse than Lonzo Ball. Yeah, um, um, probably not. Uh, I I love Delon Wright, so I'm. I I would start him over Collison. I would start him over. Um, I don't. Yeah, I get that. I'd start him over. I'd start over Reggie Jackson. I'd start him over Ish Smith. Um, yes. Din, I, yep. Dinwiddie probably not. Dinwiddie's, Dinwiddie's, Dinwiddie's played play well, well enough. Definitely over Chicago. Not 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 kind of done. So right. It's got to be at least ten teams, man. It's a bunch, you know. And yeah. Van Vliet and Van Vliet, a bunch of those teams too. I mean, this guy's playing very well. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, been hot for a long time. Playing well, he's gonna get some money. He's a restricted free agent. The summer Raptors are gonna be in a tough spot with him. They, that's the problem. They have like they have their two teams. They have the one that's yep. like their core, and then this team they're growing, and they're growing like super. It's like they're on a uh, growth hormone and stuff. It's just like they're growing way too fast. Somebody but, um, some, somebody tweeted that um, Ujiri deserves a, a Nobel Prize for chemistry. For, nice, for the, that's great. That's so true. Um, so. Are you picking up DeLon or Van Vliet or what? Do we- the, the the problem is that there, there's two there that makes me worried that you know that that I think really hurts both of their values if um, you know because on a you know it gives Casey the option of playing which guy's hot based on matchups more defensive more offensive um, that worries me about the upside of both of those guys. Mm-hmm. I'd still rather have Wright for the steals. I mean when he's hot he is second Agreed. round third round when he's really really hot. 
Like we he saw in December, early January, he was like 15 game stretch third rounder. Yep, yep, and he has a higher floor. He has the higher floor, definitely. Yeah, but um, I'm down for both. I mean, if if you're mm-hmm. not into this whole chasing trades thing, like they're both yeah. really good. Any mm-hmm. other takeaway? I mean, there's nothing really else here. I don't think. Nah. But yeah, the Raptors are really good. I mean, Raptors are maybe if they if they can solve their postseason woes, maybe they could get in the finals. It's not. It's. It, I wonder what the odds are, but that's not a bad bet to make right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a good bet, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they have such a clear advantage. I mean, Boston second unit's pretty good, especially with Rozier playing well. But um, they they're, they're so, it's such an advantage, man. But we that kind of gets overblown. I feel like in the in the playoffs, everyone's like, oh yeah, your bench doesn't matter as much, which is true to a degree. But rotation shortened but you still need eight nine quality guys yeah sometimes having a deep bench allows you guys to be fresher going into the postseason too yep. which makes it good point uh, but uh, it's just it's, it's weird that we're talking as if the Cavs are not you know are no longer the favored which i guess they're not they're right? not I mean, right i mean you can't play this can't poorly be, right? I, I i mean i was i was on i was i, I was on I'm, i i think i still gun to my head i might still take them and i was on that island as of last week but the last three or four days, you know, this weekend and last day's game, it's it's one point. It's just it's it's difficult to, to remain confident. You know what I was thinking? If they were next level, surprised, maybe they're like making the other teams. I don't know who they've lost to, but losing to the Magic like that slightly helps the Nets pick. So maybe that's their thinking. Like, okay, let's make the Nets. Let's let's beat. Let's lose all of these bad teams. Give them some wins. There you and go. Then that'll, that'll by those wins, they'll help the Nets' chances to be picking up higher. The other thing about the playoffs is, they, are they are they going to be a four seed, a five seed? Now, I mean, you know, home court advantage is important. So yeah, yeah. So. you don't want to be a five seed and have two. No, no, no. That's no. not good. Um, Celtics, I'm good. Like Rozier's owned. Marcus Smart. Or you mentioned. Um, He's on the block. They want to apparently ship him for a first rounder to flip for Lou Williams or Tyreek. We'll see what that means. But um, you mentioned the Chris Stats Porzingis about punching stuff. Don't punch picture frames, apparently. True, true, um, true. No, so, matter, no, no matter what your girl posts on social media, do not you know, <laughs> punch picture frames. All right, so we're behind schedule. Let's talk about the tanking game that was Memphis and Atlanta. Atlanta whooped on the Grizzlies. Um, apparently, Marcus Saul's not getting traded, which makes sense. I mean, you are really restacking the deck if you trade him, um, especially with Conley on the books. And all. it's just you. It's you have to really be enticed to do that. But as we said, Brandon Wright, Ennis, Chalmers, and Tyreek obviously are all expiring, and I think there's a very good chance that all four of those guys are on their roster. So. Who Wayne Seldon is the guy that's intrigued me the most, uh, and yeah. then also Deontay Davis. I wish he'd been healthy. I think this him not playing yesterday was because of his knee soreness and on a back to back. So I think he plays today. I think he plays well. But um, yeah, well, I mean Harrison was really bad yesterday. So I don't know. I still think Seldon's the guy I want in this team. Agreed. Um, Seldon's consistent. Stop agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to fight you off, but yeah, you know he's been. Consistently getting thirty. He only got twenty-five last night, but um, he was getting, you know, a lot of that to do with the blowout, etc. Um, but um, yeah, he was getting thirty minutes a night, and um, there's not a lot to pick from here. There's not a lot of appealing upside. Um, but if I had to go with one guy, I think Selden's the guy that's going to stick around and get minutes. Um, you know, so uh, I think that may make sense. What about? I mean, we don't, we don't talk about Dylan Brooks enough. He's just not. He doesn't have enough upside to me. Oh, too many games of two points and three rebounds, and they'll have a double digit, you know, here and there, um, and you know, put up points, but not even even when he scores, 
Um, you know, he's just one of those guys that's going to, you know, you know, get get he can somehow get less than nine fantasy points and play 34 minutes. You know, he's just one of those cats. Yeah. So the Hawks um, big trade news yesterday from them was Bellinelli got the Tyreek treatment or the Miritich treatment. Which we saw. Um, props to Sam Amick. He basically called this last week. He's like, oh yeah, Marco Bellinelli is in that class of guys that are absolutely getting traded. And he hit, he hit it. He's awesome. So, follow up from here. I guess it was Tyler Dorsey who picked up the minutes. Had a decent game. 10-7 and seven assists. Two steals. Uh, he's going to shoot some threes. I don't hate him in a deep league. In a 20-teamer. See what happens. They're going to trade off more pieces. Another, Actually, what may have been a bigger piece of news was Mark Stein from the New York Times reporting that Ersan Eliasova doesn't want to be re- relocated, and he has one-year bird, so he can waive it or um, you know waive his trade. So that's interesting. That's bad for slightly bad for John Collins. Muscala, if you were stashing him, slight hit to Tareen Prince as well. But I don't really. Th- this team's gonna trade players when you're shutting down one player. Like it's pretty clear that guys are going away. Do you have anything you want to add to that? I totally agree. I think they, but again, I would just caution. They definitely want to make trades, and they'll move Bellinelli. It sounds like obviously, but again, it takes two teams to buy, and there's just it really is a, a buyer's market right now. I think, um, you know, the, the teams near the upper echelon of the league are going to be patient, and in, in, in even if they, if they don't get the trade, the exact terms they want, we'll just wait to see what guys get bought out after the deadline, and then kind of scoop those guys up on uh, you know minimum level contracts. I still think Deadman goes. I mean, that's that makes a lot of sense for the Cavs to go get him. If I was a team, I'd trade for Deadman. I like yeah. his. Especially now hitting threes, like 39% three now. Yep. Who would have thought? Yep. I, I would have not have seen that coming. Okay, so moving on. Houston and the Nets. Another team to keep an eye out here. This this team could be unloading guys. Maybe. And I, I, I did a quick little DFS guest pod. And I was like, um, total shot in the dark. James Webb. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a sneaky game just because if Damari gets traded or shut down. Um Joe Harrison reportedly on the trade block. You know, there's there's a, a lot that could be traded off this team. So, um, yeah, be, if if you play DFS, be careful um, on really any of the Nets. Even Dinwiddie, I don't think you could play him, man, because they're they're probably not going to trade him, but it's possible. Yes, it's this is one of those days where do not f- keep your lineup open until six fifty nine, as late as late as possible because as as news breaks, guys could get held out, you know, get traded. Um, it could open up minutes and and obviously limit you know take other guys completely out of the lineup. And to Bobby Marks's point last week, he was saying that Miritich and getting and Tyreek getting shut down this soon is unprecedented. So the precedent's kind of been set now. That yep. dudes could be sitting today. But takeaways from yesterday, I mean, Jared Allen, we kind of know the deal. Um, we want to see him rebound a little bit more, but can't complain if he's making shots the way he does. Um, Russell's that been... Carousel, that carousel hurt it was scary. Yeah, he's out. He's not playing today. So we'll see some Whitehead. Um, we'll see if they play Russell, um, which they may. They may. They put him in the last back-to-back. Houston, and there's really nothing. Uh, Ryan Anderson went down. Uh, I'm dropping him. If I, I don't have him, but if I did, he hasn't been a top 180 player in his last 30 games. So like I, there ha- like I'd rather add Nita King. I don't anybody any. I'd, I'd seriously rather own C.D. Osman over Ryan Anderson right now. <laughs> like there's, I don't care about top 180, man. I don't, I don't want that. I want to see a guy who can be a little bit different, especially this time of year when there's so many ads. Like Ryan Anderson shouldn't be on your team right now. I I can't disagree with you. Other, uh, with the exception of if you if you need threes, you know, if you're in a roto yeah. league and you need threes, um, he's a guy that that could uh, one uh, a specialist. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I come, his ownership is always way, way too high. Uh, Eric Gordon's back. Looks fine. I mean, I'm good. Let's move on. Want anything? No, I'm good. Um, Sadoransky keeps doing his thing. I mean, he keeps adding these steals and assists. He's been pretty good. I think he's definitely a hold. Uh, also, John Wall did the uh, the interview trips yesterday. He was on um, Sports Center, The Jump, and The Starters, and maybe something else. But I saw him on all three of those. And what was funny to me was obviously the the whole Michael Smith quote when he was talking about getting like spoon fed buckets for Marcin Gortat. That was interesting. And then also on the starters, I thought this was crazy. Every time Gortat came up, he was like looking over to the side, talking to someone. It almost was like, hey, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, he's marching his way out of D.C. or something. Ooh. Obviously not Wall. I'm talking about Marchand, but uh Yeah, I gotcha. I, I, I heard the, the pun there. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make that clear. NBA is just the best. I mean, what's better than the NBA with the drama and the, and the, and the, so and the back and forth and the subtweeting and the, you know you can you can keep your Kardashian shows and all this stuff. Just give me the NBA twenty four hours a day. We need to break out our tweet decoder rings because Alfred Payton had one last night. I forget what it was. So, Let me pull it up. Uh, yeah, before I look it up, are you buying Sato or what? I'm pretty bull. I'm pretty bullish on him. Yeah, I don't know how bullish I am on him. Um, I think, uh, you know, he did play 22 minutes last night. Um, you know, Frazier's still getting 15, 18 minutes a night. I, it, it depends on, on uh, you know, and, and I think Wall's going to come back hungry, motivated, might try to beat his projection a little bit. It obviously sounds like he's chomping at the bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess it depends on depth and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm not as high on him as, as some others. Okay. And then also the Alfred Payton thing. He said, quote, if you ain't good, you gone. Yeah. Like midnight last night or whatever it was. So like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> I wouldn't find Alfred Payton unless he cut his hair. Would, would be would, yeah, would, right. That's I it. mean, it has to affect the shot, right? I mean, it just it's just. I've, I don't know. You've seen his hand, like when I don't know about. Like, that's why they call fouls. If you get hit on your hand, even if it's yep. light, they call fouls. So you're, you're like fouling yourself. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, maybe they pull like a Yankees move. Like, oh yeah, you can't have facial hair, and you can't have your hair longer than a foot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so it kind of is what it is. Oubre, has been letting me down, man. But he got three steals yesterday. His usage has been good. His minutes have been good. So I'm still on Oubre, man. Yeah, I, I do like Oubre. I think he's a little bit undervalued. I think he could have a solid second half. Um, rarely going to have – really going to bust out, but has, has a pretty decent floor, especially playing 30 minutes a night. Coaching, Scotty Brooks likes him, um, gives him minutes. He gives him shot attempts. So um, I kind of like his, his, uh, his upside and his floor. Sixers, good. There's nothing to add. I'm good. We got a lot to talk about with the next game. Yep. Okay. So Suns, a lot going on here. Let's talk about them first. A few things. Alex Land have been saying this for like weeks now. He's hurt, dude. Um, they maybe they kept him down because they didn't want to play him big minutes on a back to back tonight. But either way, he looks terrible. Uh, had five thousand eleven minutes in the game two games ago. He's just slow. He's not rebounding like he used to. He has not quite an official trade demand, but he said next year he wants to either start on a bad team paraphrasing or come off the bench on a good team and the Suns aren't a good team so uh I think he I think it's possible he gets traded I'm not playing him in DFS today uh same with Tyson Chandler not playing him even though he had a good game but again maybe Len maybe they're slow playing him I wouldn't be surprised if they start Chris Dunn I'm sorry not Chris Dunn why did I say that um Alex, yeah, um, Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender, they may start together at the four and the five, but yeah, all bets are off. The Suns broadcast yesterday, they kind of hinted that Booker has an outside chance to play. 
I still think he sits, but keep an eye on that if you're playing DFS for the late game and you want to use someone like Josh Gray or anything like that. But um, really, the the high key stuff is Josh Jackson has to be owned. Uh, he's just been really good. TJ Warren's been pretty solid, so uh, I don't really care about Tyler Ulysses. Uh, yeah, I started him yesterday in DFS just because Booker and Cannon are out, obviously, and he, you know, eight points, seven assists, basically what you asked for in 30 minutes. It could be the same, a similar situation. He's basically essentially a minimum salary guy um, if Booker's out again tonight. Yep. Um, do you, how do you feel about, like, I don't care about Alex Len, man. I don't think he's, there's too many things that could go wrong right now. Like, I'd rather, I got to see you do something first. Agreed. Agreed. And, and it sounds like Chandler's going to get, you know, Minute. They're not shutting him down like they did last season, so which limits Lens upside. So yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not overly excited. Oh boy, we got a trade. Uh, Shams is saying the Billy Goat Hernan Gomez. Whoa to Charlotte. So wow. hello, what does that mean? That means that means who? So O'Quinn's gonna go or what? Finalizing. Oh man, I don't I don't see the players involved yet, right? Yeah, it's got to be something small, right? Got to be. Oh, oh man, what did they do? He must have been pissed. Um, incidentally, he's best. His best friend is Chris Porzingis. Yeah, I saw that tweet he had last night. Um, yeah, and those guys have always been super close. So this is can't KP is having this is this is weird. This oh, doesn't nice. make sense, especially with Porzingis down. You figured that would open up some minutes. Jeez. So what's the fallout as we do kind of live? Do you pick uh, up O'Quinn now? Like for now? Yeah. I guess so, right? But he may be gone. I wouldn't like if you're if you're just throwing darts, then yeah, but Yeah. Like, okay, I, so if you have like a lot of moves and it doesn't hurt you, sure, but if you only have like three or four moves for the week, I probably wouldn't do anything here. Agreed. Agreed. Again, O'Quinn essentially assuming Cantor stays as well. Um uh, it doesn't really impact O'Quinn because O'Quinn, uh, because Willie wasn't part of the rotation anyway. Yeah. Um, but if Kander gets moved, and also we don't know that they could be bringing back a, a big man. Um, who knows? This is this is weird. Yeah, I didn't see Charlotte coming at all, man. Neither did I. They must have said something. It's a good, it's a good move for Charlotte though. He's, he's undervalued asset. Great contract. But what does I mean? What are the, the next? Getting... Cody Zeller has been okay. I mean, what 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 are they going to do with him there? I know. It's a good point. It's so weird. I guess, does that mean Zeller's gone? The, the, the Hornets have to have something cooking. Yes, maybe it's part of a larger deal for Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's they're setting themselves setting up for something else. Right. So. Right. Uh, okay, so back on track for the Suns. Anything you want to add on that one? Like, I think we're pretty much good. Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, I mean, you aren't really stashing Reed anymore. Not really stashing Tor Daniels. Um, Bender's usage has been pretty good. I think Bender's sneaky winner. I mean, he played 30 minutes yesterday. Uh, Josh Hart, uh, like we said last weekend, the two big pickups for deeper leagues were Josh Hart and Dwight Powell. Both look pretty good. How, Josh looks great, Josh Hart. Um, so, yeah, he's um, probably 10-teamer almost now. I, I, I agree with you. I wrote about a little blurb on him a little bit uh, in the column today. First Lakers rookie. Um, and in the basketball reference database going back to 1983 with at least 14 points and 10 rebounds in three consecutive games. Um, so uh, over the last three games, 14.7 points, 12 rebounds, 
uh, 2.73s, 1.3 steals. The caveat here is that he's shooting an unsustainable percentage. He's shooting 71.4% from the floor and 61.5% from downtown. So um, we know that those numbers will come plummeting back down to earth. Um, but those rebound numbers and those across-the-board stats make him appealing. And um, Luke Walton did say that they, it sounds like they're going to keep LeVar Ball out until after the All-Star break, which makes sense. Um, but that does mean... We're going to keep LeVar Ball out a lot longer than that. Uh, yeah. Sorry to call you out for the mistake. Let's keep LeVar Ball out forever. <laughs> yes. eternity, but they'll also keep Lonzo Ball out for... Uh, yeah. You can call me out for saying Chris Dunn's on the Suns. Like, you know, I don't even, what, how, did that, how did my mind even make that connection? I don't even know. Chris and Chris. It's a, it's yeah, a, I guess. That makes... There you go. There you go. Yeah. You understand my brain better than I do. And, and Lynn and Dunn kind of sound similar, so... Anyways, yep. um, yeah, I mean, he has to be added. Like, so get him, yeah. All these guys we keep talking about, besides besides Beasley. Um, yes. I'll, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather... I think Hart... Hart has a higher floor, because Beasley can just unravel if they... Like, obviously, I'd the Knicks are willing to trade anyone right now. Agreed, but I'd rather Beasley, because he has a yeah, higher... Yeah, I know, yeah. If, if, they're bo- me- if they're both sitting out on the waiver wire right now, then yes, Beasley, because that kind of just shows the demand for both guys. Yes. Like if you did, yeah, it's if you or if you told me balls out for the year, then I then I would consider True. certainly probably True. go hard. Yeah. Um, but as it stands, I go bees. And last thing, so so the Lakers uh, big story on ESPN yesterday from Woj and Ramona Shelburne saying that they're pushing back or pushing back their free agency target for 2019. So you're talking Kawhi, Kyrie, and some others, but um. Buying that, does that affect anybody here? That makes that means Jordan Clarkson's less likely to be dealt. Same with Randall and guys like that. Agreed. I think it's more likely that the the roster as we as it's currently constituted stays that way um, through Thursday. Cool deal. So we are out of here on that. Get ready for a wild couple days. We're not going to be potting tomorrow because we'll just be hitting news. So make sure you go on rotorworld.com and. I mean, maybe we may sneak one in tonight. Who knows? Um, maybe if a lot goes down. I mean, there's only six games tonight, which is really weird for a Wednesday. Yes. So, pretty cool. All right, man. So, feel, feeling all right? You can... I'm, fe- I'm, I'm feeling fine. The, the, the trade deadline's always a natural uh, pick-me-up, always always some excitement. So, yes. Um, hug, your, hug your loved ones. <laughs> tell me love them. Tomorrow's not promised. Uh, and and uh, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. All right, you guys take care. Thanks for coming on, Tommy. Later. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.